We've focused and fixated so much on whether or not allies are spending 2% and feeling aggrieved when allies are not doing so that we're at very great risk of cutting off our nose to spite our face and sacrificing this incredibly powerful institution called NATO in the process. Hi, I'm Kathleen McInnes, a senior fellow and director of the Smart Women, Smart Power Initiative. And I'm here to talk about my recent report that I wrote with Dan Feda, Ben Jensen, and Jose Macias, pulling their weight, the data on NATO responsibility sharing. The report looks at different ways to understand how allies are shouldering the responsibility of security together. The debate has heretofore largely focused on whether or not NATO allies are spending 2% of their gross domestic product on defense. And we're saying, hang on a second, there's other things that can be factored into that discussion. Focusing on 2% actually misses a larger picture. Let's start putting the picture together. And it's actually pretty optimistic. In recent years, I would say maybe over the past 12 to 15 years, the discussion on NATO burden sharing, which is the extent to which allies are shouldering their financial responsibilities with respect to the alliance, has taken a sort of dark, if not toxic, tone. There is this sentiment that the allies are not paying their fair share, almost as if they are paying the United States to take on security responsibility for Europe. That's just not how it works. That's not what's being done, A. And B, focusing solely on whether or not countries are spending 2% on their militaries obscures this much bigger picture. You know, countries are spending monies on supporting Ukraine. They're doing things that promote domestic resilience, which you need in the face of deterring Russia. They're spending money on pivoting away from Russian oil and gas sources. Those are things that aren't put as part of that 2% calculation that, you know, we decided to run the numbers and see what's there. And again, most allies, when you think about it more broadly, are spending at least 3% of their GDP on what we would call national security responsibility sharing. The 14 allies, including Sweden, are spending over 4%. And a further 11 are spending over 3% of GDP on what we would call national security responsibility sharing. Not just military spending, but overall things that we think benefit the alliance's security and stability overall. And if we are going to be so fixated on how much allies are spending as a part of a contribution to overall alliance security, well, let's actually get a real picture by looking at the broader spend. Unfortunately, when you reduce the value of an alliance to dollars and euros, you're actually ignoring the broader strategic and normative value of the alliance itself. The alliance has existed for 75 years because it brings a lot of value to U.S. strategic interests. But we've focused and fixated so much on whether or not allies are spending 2% and feeling aggrieved when allies are not doing so, that we're at very great risk of cutting off our nose to spite our face and sacrificing this incredibly powerful institution called NATO in the process. So, you know, there's a lot of different arguments that can and should be made about the, the utility of NATO for American interests. But... Part of the purpose of the report is to start inoculating us against this very toxic discussion about 2% and whether or not allies are paying their fair share. It doesn't work that way. And oh, by the way, if you're focused on just that, you're missing a bigger picture.
To read the full report, Pulling Their Weight, the Data on NATO Responsibility Sharing, please visit csis.org. <laughs>